following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5 in the West Midlands and 105.1 if you're tuned into us further down the country. I hope, inshallah, you're having a good day, a pleasant week, inshallah. I missed this cold weather, although it's a bit milder today. And I missed this lockdown, our third lockdown, subhanAllah. How good you're all doing to be able to keep indoors and keep to the regulations and look after your children and teach your children and look after yourselves. Inshallah, it's it's a big task, but you're all doing well, mashallah, in that. I, I know we've, we've all come to a little bit of struggles and we all worry about them and the struggles are getting harder. But here we are here this evening trying to help you with your struggles, inshallah, and your approaches, inshallah, and how you can... We can help you to help you with your children. So this evening's topic is about talking to your children about developmental stages in, in some way, but in how they can um, build relationships or how family relationships are formed, not just family relationships, but about puberty, about um, couple relationships, about changes that happen that parents are often worried about how do they open these topics and how do they discuss this and often in my experience they leave it very late they put it on the long fingers we say and it just kind of is left there and parked and parked and double parked and triple parked and and then in the end it becomes a a colostrophe because there's a big uh, traffic jam there and you don't know what to do Uh, and this evening we want to talk about that with our wonderful uh, guests with us. So we've got Sister Abada, mashallah, as you know well, in the studio. Asalaamu Alaikum, Sister Abada. Alaikum, Asalaamu Alaikum. Great. Your internet is going a little bit on us, but uh, inshallah, we'll pick you up. Okay. Let let me see if I can sort that out, inshallah. And Brother Asalaamu Alaikum, Brother Saeed, are you there? Alhamdulillah, I'm good, alhamdulillah, I'm very good indeed, amongst all these messages that are coming in and all these new flash, news flashes, we actually have a, a little competition in our house now with my growing up children and my husband when there's a news flash in to see whose phone gets it first. <laughs> it's like bing bong, bing bong, the, all the phones go off at the same time, but... Uh, I don't. I'm not the first one. I never win. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you both? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Good. Alhamdulillah. Good. Good. Nice to be here, Kathleen. Alhamdulillah. It's good to be with you again. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We're so grateful that we are here. Alhamdulillah. And able to uh, talk to our listeners this evening and hopefully invite them to ring in and engage in the conversations because um, this is something that we would like to talk more openly about. And we've been talking about this for a while, and we've been planning this for a while, about the importance of having conversations and assisting parents in having conversations about development, inshallah, and able to talk to their children. Um, And I know it is something that you both do in your professions, mashallah, as well, do this a lot. Now, parents, they, as I said, they often park this for many years. And and I remember in Approachable Parenting a few years ago, we did... 
uh, a little CD, oh, going back now, maybe six, seven or more years, about talking to your children about sexual relationships. And it started with starting at the beginning, starting when your baby is born, being able to change their nappy in a private place, asking their permission when you're doing this, making sure that other members of the family are not around looking when they don't need to look. Do you, what do you think of, of this approach that parents should be doing? Should they be doing little approaches like this step by step? Or should they wait until later on and uh, then sit down and have the talk? Um, yeah. I guess a lot of smiling with both of you indeed. I don't, <laughs> Rabbit, would you like to look at Inshallah. So I, I definitely am a big believer of being proactive rather than reactive. Um, and I definitely believe what you said. So in terms of starting very early on, because with children, obviously, it, it becomes very difficult when you leave things and it becomes an elef elephant in the room kind of a thing. Um, and as as families, if we if we deal with things in a way that the, the, nobody has a permission to talk about uh, thing, then obviously we know later on children would go and they would find their own ways, they would find their own knowledge, which is going to be problematic um, because a lot of times what they re receive or perceive or learn from the internet or their own friends or different ways of learning, obviously that's not in line with, with the family values or the education that we need to give them. So I think it's very important to start on exactly like you said, when they're very young, when they're babies, inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. And think, he's, sorry, sorry Brother Said. I think it's very important in terms of as Sister Abida said. I think the first thing is, is knowledge is power in every aspect of life, in all aspects of life. And the other thing I think, you know, when we have information, when we share knowledge, then we don't leave that vacuum to be filled by someone else. And often that when there's lack of information with children. Uh, it affects them in their development, but also it affects them in adult life. So often they get information, you know, about themselves or about former relationships in terms of, you know, with their spouses, you know, when they get older, when they get married. And often that lack of information or the wrong type of information kind of leaves them, you know, affected and impacted in, in, in their lives. And the other thing is about establishing safety. I think it's really important to have safety in the family where we can explore these, have these conversations, explore these difficult issues or, or that the people might shy away from in the confinement of the space that is safe and that is uh, healthy in the family surroundings. So, you know, that, that's really important. So people can speak about these things with confidence, with modesty uh, to each other without having to seek information from elsewhere where that information sometimes is, is given you know as the wrong information or as the um you know information that is not really compatible with with the, with the values of the family mm -hmm. uh, and i'm sure you're going to add to it also with some islamic knowledge about haya and how we should be uh, building this in our children right from the beginning right to understand what is their aura what what they need to do and how they need to uh, cover this and what, what mm. does it mean for the individual? Mm. 
absolutely. And I think it's starting from earlier on, teaching children what is appropriate and what is not. And often, you know, by giving children the information, you know, that, you know, um, even, you know, to, to be mindful of certain things, you know, so it's about protecting children by giving them the information from the start and telling them that this is, you know, acceptable, this is not, this is right, this is wrong. If you have those conversations, then also you're protecting your children from abuse, from other things that might happen to them. Because if they don't know, you know, after you hear about, you know, adults who will say, you know, this happened to me, but I didn't know it. this was wrong because the parents never spoke to them about it. And the other thing is about, obviously, the concept of haya and, and modesty and, 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 and having that. It doesn't mean that we, when we have haya, we don't seek information, we don't seek knowledge. No, haya is about being modest, is about being, uh, you know, applying things in the right way as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to. But also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to learn and to do the things that he wants us to do uh, in, our, in, our, in our lives in terms of that are conducive with, with Quran and Sunnah. Mm, exactly, mashallah. Uh, I'm sure there is parents out there that could ring in this evening and help us in this conversation, join in this conversation, ask us questions if they want to. You know our number, it's 0121-772-8892. Please do ring in and join in the conversation with us, inshallah, because we find we, we, it's lovely to have interactive conversations. Sister Abbott, I'm thinking uh, of a family that may find it difficult to talk to their even their young children um, about reproductive uh, about changing the body reproductive system changing the body uh, about um, them growing up what would happen etc. What advice would you give to to parents to where to start? You know we, we mentioned starting at, at the baby and and having that in place. Well, when their children are a little bit older, you know they could even be four or five and they're um, they're watching a TV program uh, and something comes up, you know, it could be like David Attenborough talking about something and then something comes up, parents then shut it off immediately or, or you know, they don't respond. Where would you start? What can we do? How can we help them? I, I think the best, uh, the best thing is to let the, the child lead. So if the child is curious and if they are a if they have a question, uh, no matter what the age they are, if we divert them and if we distract them, I think that that kind of fractures the, the relationship between the parent and the child. So what I normally feel is the best thing to do is to, to moderate and manage our answer according to their age and give them the age-appropriate information. So they're never too young. So if they're curious, that means that they're thinking. So if they're thinking that they're, they've asked a question, then it's our responsibility and it's their right that they are given a right answer rather than us lying about it or distracting or whatever, where they feel that they can't really come come to us and approach us and ask for us. So in terms of what Brother Said was uh, saying earlier, or kind of thinking about nurturing a safe environment so the child can come and ask us, so whatever they've seen, if they have a question, then we don't need to panic because the minute we panic as mothers, especially if we panic, then what we're telling our children is that it's not safe to come to us. 
So even if it's a question that is making us slightly uneasy, because obviously everybody's own level of comfort is 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 different, and it's something that we all have to work on. Um, now, in terms of how we address that, so like I said, if we would address um, a question that a four-year-old will ask, would be very different. The answer would be different from, so let's say, a teenager asking a question. So it's never too early, and it, obviously, it's never too late. So I would encourage mothers to be able to address the first, acknowledge and praise the child that they've, they're very intelligent, they've asked a good question and Allah has made everybody and then kind of in a, in a practical way. And I think when we, when we talk about these things in a clinical, practical way, then the children, uh, they, the children relate to it as a matter of fact thing because this is all matter of fact. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's nothing in our bodies that we should be ashamed of because Allah has made that right. And there's always a beautiful function to everything. So I think the more empowered and relaxed we are as mothers and fathers, the more it would be transferred to our children. Wonderful. That's, that's a really lovely thing to see. So I suppose the first thing they could do is breathe and just take a breath out, especially when it's come out of the blue. And as you say, children are curious and things come up and there's lots of opportunities there. That, to, that you can start with animals and addressing animals, with like what, what, how does animals mate and how they have babies, and uh, maybe even children might even have pets. So there's opportunities at home for, for parents to talk about this. Yeah, and I think it's also isn't it important to think what are what, why why am I struggling to talk about that? So is it something that never happened in my my family? Or is the, is there a is a misconception in my head that these topics are taboo topics, or there's something wrong with the uh, addressing these? So I think as parents we have to do some reflection and see how we what what's what's stopping us from discussing these things as well. That's really good advice there, and I I, I think from um, an Irish background myself, especially when I was raised up, it wasn't spoken about in the house. It wasn't something that, that was a conversational piece. Um, and I think a lot of families still in today have suffered that. But we need to change ourselves. As you said, Mashallah, both of you said, Nora, Allah has given us these bodies and made us male and female, alhamdulillah. And knowledge is powerful. And we do need our children to be able to understand the correct knowledge. Because I have often heard over the years as well, Children picking up wrong things and understanding things in a wrong way. Hmm. That has detrimental consequences. Have, have either of you come across this in your practices about hmm. this? And um, as well hmm. as taking that deep breath and kind of preparing to understand. Hmm. Do, do you see that some parents may need to educate themselves with terminology, with body part names? Or do you think our parents now, uh, you know, in the modern day and age, know everything? Um, I would you like me to answer that, or brother Said? Carry on. I mean, I in in my understanding, I I think what what is what is really important is that, as brother Said said, the the whole concept of Haya, obviously, are are kind of like you were saying, Kathleen, in terms of our backgrounds. What doesn't come naturally to us, obviously, we struggle a bit. But it's so important that we give children the right terminology 
um, and and like I said, make them familiar and understand because that that's where we start the whole thing about what's safe, what's unsafe, wh- what are the barriers, and what are what the barriers in terms of physically when we think about children keeping themselves. Because if you think about um, sexual abuse, for instance, in young children, child on child sexual abuse in schools with young children, there's a lot of stuff that's happening with young children which puts put, would put them at risk at a very young age. And if we are not really um, giving them that those boundaries that, you know, other people are not allowed to um, to touch them inappropriately, that's a conversation that mothers and fathers should be having rather than leaving it to school, I believe. So I think language is very, very important. And it's about us practicing and working on our own anxieties with that. So um, what yeah. do you think, Brother Say? Absolutely, and I think is is that kind of dialogue, having that dialogue, and and using appropriate language to the that the child understand. Also, as we said, in terms of modesty and 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 using the, you know, wisdom rather than kind of using ignorance where we just ignore it or put push it under the carpet. And I think sometimes when we look at the issue, for example, of pornography and the addiction that often young people or, or you know, people have uh, with pornography. And there was a study recently, I think, in America and also in Canada that lots of children are exposed to kind of imagery and, and things like that. And often because they they have this curiosity as children and they don't know how to frame it or put it in the right context or put it in the right way, and then they, they get exposed to these things and they don't know how to handle them, how to handle these imagery or they haven't been taught by their parents, you know, what is halal, what is haram, what is right, what is wrong. And often, you know, that that kind of um, exposure affects them and the brain gets rewired. And often, you know, they will be kind of addicted to that stuff, you know, for for, for a very, very long time and into adulthood. And often, and I'm sure Sister Abida will, will expand on this, that's, you know, it's very, very tricky, you know, addiction to get people off this topic, off, off this addiction, um, and I, you know, dealt with clients who are adults now, you know, in their thirties, and they they have children, their own children, where they will say, you know, they they were exposed to this kind of imagery, and they didn't know how to handle it because they never had the tools. Nobody told them this is right, this is wrong, and because of that, they became addicted, and now they're trying to get off the addiction, but because of the brain has been wired in this way. Is very difficult, but also the as the other thing is is abuse, and, and sometimes by protecting our children, you know, by giving them information, by telling them this is acceptable, this is not acceptable, we giving them, we empowering them to uh, to protect themselves, as as Sister Abide said, you know, um, from from abuse. The, the thing is that sometimes we is our own kind of, um, you know, we we because we don't want to be kind of. Um, we don't want to talk about things is sometimes, you know, children are very receptive to information if it's given in the right way. But often the adults, because they have their own hang-ups about certain things or cultural stuff or, uh, and you're not supposed to be talking about things like that. And then they don't end up kind of, you know, just, just from their own worry and their own anxiety, they just dismiss it. And then the child grows up thinking, you know, well, this is not normal. Yeah, that, that is so true. So it all comes back to the adults. And no matter what your upbringing 
wars and things have changed a lot in society. Um, and things are much more open now than they used to be. So maybe that upbringing was okay for those days, but now parents need to educate themselves for their children. And this is very Islamic mm. point that we are supposed to educate for our children for their generation, not for our generation, but yeah, for their generation. Definitely. And everything has moved on very, very quickly. So, um, and I totally agree with you. The parents need to find out the proper medical names for body parts to be able to label them and describe them with the proper names rather than uh, shine away or using an abbreviation or a different name and then uh, children understanding slang and it becomes very difficult and complicated. I'm just wondering how we have probably parents listening in and they're tuning in like anything to us because when any programs like this are, are on the radio, I know our parents are really keen to understand and learn more because it is hard to start and uh, although we set down the foundations and the great foundations of having that high-end understanding of, about your where are your private areas and what needs to be covered when we start talking about reproductive uh, either body parts or at what age roughly you know in the in the full aspect of things should we be kind of having and thinking about having serious conversations if it had never come up in the past? So for parents that maybe have never experienced in the past or even for parents that have experienced in the past, have started talking about, you know, the different things and uh, um, and talk about the rabbits that they have when they, you know, explain a little, little bit here and there, but haven't moved over kind of to, to the really understanding of the the human body what, what do you think would be the kind of roughly i know it, it is it's very hard i'm putting you both on the spot here because it's, it's really difficult depending on the age and the developmental stages of both of the child but where, where would you think we could start roughly well i i think <clears throat> again it's never a one-off um, conversation and we we would set ourselves up for failure if we say, okay, gather everybody, and today we're going to have the big talk, mm. really, because that's just very. It doesn't. That's not how children want to learn, really. So I yes. think, uh, it, again, going back to the proactive uh, way of teaching is that you you use little opportunities and little ways of injecting the right information as and when it's it's needed mm. and it's appropriate, rather than flooding them with one big lecture and or sending them off to a class or whatever mm -hmm. because I don't think that's the right thing and the other thing is that Islamic area Allah SWT has given us a really straightforward sensible framework now if mm -hmm. you even going back to if you think about the aura covering of the aura uh, t t teaching our children that and then giving them uh, words like you know your your private parts are private obviously and like in the house for instance ma are making children understand that our bedrooms are private our bathrooms are private, so whatever is so Islamically, we know that we are encouraged to uh, encourage our children to knock before they come into our rooms, right? So mm -hmm. it's about instilling right boundaries from a very young age, and even with the when we talk about private rooms, private body parts, and even when we talk about uh, uh, safeguarding children from uh, inappropriate stuff, uh, w whether they might see something on YouTube or uh, elsewhere. So we, we say to them that these are private films that are private movies, which are not appropriate for us. So kind of really 
We don't have to use uh, very uh, inappropriate words if we don't want to, but we have to give them uh, the right vocabulary and, like you said, words, Kathy. Well, I think the other thing is, I think the word is, is we use, you know, is developmental. So it's about development. It's about, you know, when you're developing something, you 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 adapt to that development as the development is, is ongoing and, and is as evolving and changing. So you have, you know, children, they, you know, they grow and they develop and they, they, they change themselves. You know, their bodies change, they start to... Um, have a different ability to con- comprehend and, and conceptualize certain things. So it's about kind of being able to adapt to that development. That's the first thing. Secondly, it's about often we think about knowledge and often people think about knowledge just from, you know, it's not that book, just getting information from books or from schools, but it's, the parents are a huge source of knowledge for the children. And the parents, if they have, you know, they teach their children in the right way, you know, what is appropriate and what is not, you know, that, that can be have a huge significance on, you know, developing that sense of self, sense of confidence, sense of being able to be comfortable to ask questions, but also be comfortable to uh, uh, be able to kind of sift, you know, through the information and use what is appropriate and what is acceptable you know from an islamic perspective and 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 that's really important i think you know we 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 ask children sometimes you know where do you get your information from and often they will say you know from our friends or from social media so we live in an age where you know everything is, is almost like you know you only have you know go to the internet or go to any kind of tv program sometimes that children be watching you know sometimes there's these kind of conversations are being you know, um, had and on TV, you know, even in television, uh, children television, for example. Exactly. You know, and there are messages and hidden her, messages sometimes. We're going to have to go get our information now from the advertisements, I'm afraid, and the commercial break, because we're heading into a commercial break right now. So sorry to cut you off, Brother Zayed. Uh, indeed. Okay. And I want our listeners to join us after this commercial break.